You might have been seeing some Russell Wilson Vikings rumors floating around. What's up with that? Let's do a little rumor roundup here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we're always trying to learn something new. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much to my hashtag everydayers. Those of you who listen to this show every single day, I appreciate you all so much, and I couldn't do it without you. If you are new, hello and welcome. You can find this show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, anywhere you listen to audio podcasts, including Sirius XM. You can also find this show on YouTube or Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 20 bucks off of your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So I apologize that today's show might be a little annoying because I want to talk about two things uh, that are going around that I think are pretty dumb, which are one is is a Russell Wilson Vikings interest rumor that's been floating a little bit today uh, or on Tuesday. And then also Justin Jefferson trade stuff that has been a, a hot topic of conversation the last couple of days. And I want to try to root out where that stuff co- came from. And, you know, the where there's smoke, there's fire kind of deal is I think an irresponsible assumption, let's find the fire if there's fire, right? Or was it just that someone wrote a listicle and took it out of context, which happens a lot. But we'll also talk about the merits of those ideas, because whether or not there's any truth to rumors, we should still try to talk out exactly how we feel about them, right? So let's start with Russell Wilson. A uh, lot of talk about Russell Wilson the last couple of days in, in football media and what the Broncos are actually going to do about their situation up there. They're in a bit of a pickle. They have a big giant contract, you know, $200 million contract, six-year deal, and they have completely torpedoed their relationship with Russell Wilson. That is a divorce. I mean, big-time divorce. They are very, very upset with each other. Uh, And it's pretty clear that Russell Wilson isn't going to play in Denver next year. So how do they get get out of this? Uh, The two options are trade him and cut him, right? Um, and how you handle that cap wise and timing wise can change how it works out for everybody. Depending on who you're reading, (laughs) you're going to get a different report on exactly which is more likely. So what came out on Tuesday that made everybody's hair go on fire was a Jeremy Fowler article, part of which mentioned that Russell Wilson could have interest in Minnesota in the event they do not sign Kirk Cousins. So, This is a, we didn't get it done with Kirk Cousins. What's our next option here? But we don't want to go into the draft without a quarterback. What do we do? Maybe, maybe Russell Wilson is the option. So we're in that world that where we've already decided that we are declining Kirk Cousins. And now we've got to look at this as an option, right? And regardless of how you feel about Russell Wilson, possibly as a quarterback, it's not really what we're discussing today. Pretend you like him. And to pretend that you are part of a Vikings organization that wants to have him, I don't really agree with that. But for the sake of looking at what this would look like, we kind of have to decide that we are motivated to do it. So, uh, you know, put a pin in that. If it does, if anything does start to get more real, we'll talk about exactly how we feel about Russell Wilson's merits as a quarterback, but we'll do it later. 
So in that Jeremy Fowler article, it's an ESPN Insider article, he uh, describes the whole Russell Wilson situation. You had the injury guarantee, the benching for Jarrett Stidham, that whole deal. Big catastrophe. Now, now everybody wants to wash their hands of this. And Denver will have no issue kind of taking their lumps. They're going to take a really bad cap situation out of this. And, and they're at peace with that. They're going to do it. They say, we, we take that cost. We want to move on. Um, so if he were to be traded, he would carry a $68 million dead cap hit for 2024. That's probably unfeasible. I don't, as much as you want to be aggressive about taking off band-aids, I don't think you can survive a season with a $68 million dead cap hit from one player on your books. That's pretty insane. Um, for, I mean, we're freaking out about Kirk Cousins is it's 28 and a half add 40 to that. I mean, that's just unreasonable, right? So there's a couple things that they can do to get out from under that. And, uh, one is they could, if, if they traded him, they could get a little bit of cap relief. So a lot of Russell Wilson's contract is tied up in signing bonus, which makes it really hard to get rid of profitably. Um, which is kind of the point when you signed him to a six-year deal. You didn't think you'd be here in two years, right? So if the Broncos traded Russell Wilson, they would actually get $17 million off of the books. Uh, and that would go, that's all just guaranteed salary that would become his base salary for the for his new team, for the Vikings or whoever. And all of the prorated bonus would accelerate, turning into a $68 million dead cap hit. If they just cut Russell Wilson, they would also still owe him the $75 million, so it would be an $85 million dead cap hit. So just a straight cut is probably impossible, and anything that is pre-June 1st, probably impossible. Um, if they wanted to release Russell Wilson post-June 1st, that changes the way the rules work about cap space. Um, essentially after June 1st, the cap sees that year as locked in and any dead cap acceleration for, uh, prorated signing bonus and guaranteed salary that you've promised in future years, but now you're going to cut them and you still have to give them that money will now hit your salary cap in the next year instead of right now. So you can defer it a year and sort of split the dead cap up over two years to make it a little bit easier to pay off. That's the point of post-June 1st thing. So you still owe it, but you're not going to pay it all in one giant lump sum, which can make that particular year pretty hard, right? Spread the pain a little bit. Um, so if they were to cut Russell Wilson post-June 1st, which you can do in, in March and designated a post-June 1st cut, they would save zero dollars in salary cap space. They would not owe any extra in salary cap space, which is kind of all they can ask for, but they would they would not uh, gain any extra cap space. They would just have a $35 million dead cap palooza on their books. They'd owe, uh, I think, a little bit more than that next year in dead caps. They'd just be sitting there with 30-some mil in dead cap for two years, and then they're done with it. And that might be what they choose to do if you listen to, say, Mike Florio, who's also written about this, and thinks, nope, they're not going to like sit here and try to deal with a trade or whatever. They're just going to cut him, probably designate it post-June. Obviously, if the Broncos just cut Russell Wilson, the Vikings can sign him for whatever deal they agree to. It's pretty straightforward. But what about the idea of trading him? That's part of what has been floating around, so that's what we'll talk about next. 
Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by BetterHelp, online therapy made easy. I have been in therapy for many years now, and yes, the Vikings do come up, all right? There's no shame in that. I, I think a lot of people talk about their favorite sports teams in therapy, but whatever it is for you, therapy can be exactly what your brain needs to, to get right, to get back on the right track when you're spiraling and things are hard, even small things. Um, whatever it is for you. I mean, for me, it's, it's maintenance. Even if things are going great, it's still important to check in, right? Uh, whatever it is, BetterHelp can help you get set up by, uh, helping you to find a therapist that matches what you need and is right for you. And even try through a whole bunch of therapists if the first one doesn't work, which happens to a lot of people and is totally fine and normal and part of the process. So go through that process. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Had a fantastic season of Prize Picks, Prized Picks on the Lockdown Vikings podcast. If you tailed me all year, you ended up up. So, you know food for thought. Um, if you want to get in on prize picks, I also, uh, took a good dub on wildcard weekend. Thank you to, uh, Puka Nakua and, uh, thank you to Isaiah Pacheco as well. And Alex Highsmith needed a, a quarter of a sack. So vibing, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that prize picks is. It's not daily fantasy where you just like put together a lineup and you enter a pool with a bunch of people. You pick two to six of your favorite players and whether they will do better or worse than their prize picks projection. So if you want to join in the fun, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. If Russell Wilson is not the quarterback for you, why don't you go check out Michael Penix or Caleb Williams? Maybe you like those guys. You can find hour-long breakdowns of those guys for free to watch, which it wasn't yesterday because I did a setting wrong. That's my bad. It is now fixed. It's free to watch on patreon.com slash Luke Braun NFL. Uh, you can also find a 24-7 YouTube stream over at the uh, Locked on Minnesota Sports YouTube page. Locked on Minnesota Sports 24-7 all the time. Flip that thing onto the background and forget about it. Let's move on to the uh, trade possibility. So this is why, if you're wondering why we're hearing about Russell Wilson all of a sudden, this is why. Jeremy Fowler wrote an article that said that he thought Russell Wilson could get traded. He also said in as part of that article that Russell Wilson is intrigued by the Vikings in the event that the Vikings do not re-sign Kirk Cousins, which is, you know... The whole thing of it, right? So Kirk Cousins still gets first right of refusal and all of this, but in the event that the Vikings and Kirk Cousins decide to part ways, trading for Russell Wilson is something that Russell Wilson would be open to. This is important information because Russell Wilson has a no trade clause. So if he does not want to play for you, you can negotiate with the other team all you want and Russell Wilson can be like, nah, I'm not doing that. And, and put the Broncos back to square one. Real tough situation over there. Now, would the Vikings want to actually do that? Would the Broncos actually want to do that? Obviously, bigger questions. And again, this is not 
uh, about whether or not we want Russell Wilson as the next quarterback. For the purposes of this discussion, you just kind of have to pretend that you do so we can examine what the cost would be, and then we can go back and actually talk about his merits later if things get any more serious than they already are. But they're not really serious right now. The biggest rumor we have is Jeremy Fowler saying Russell Wilson would be interested in Minnesota. We have nothing about if that is reciprocated or not, and we have nothing about how that would have to play out, which here's why... I kind of feel like I don't buy it from Jeremy Fowler. What he says is that uh, the Broncos could actually send draft picks to another team to get that team to take on Russell Wilson's big giant contract. There's a few reasons that that doesn't make sense. For one, because of all that dead cap stuff and how difficult it is to cut or trade him, they would have to wait till after June 1st. But unlike when you're cutting a player, you can declare them June 1st, uh, and you can cut them in March, say, we're going to post June 1st you. You don't actually get those cap savings until the actual summer, but you can still spend them on the, you know, Jadeveon Clowney types that are still in free agency in, in, you know, in the summer, and you can sign them two days before camp and still have it. Um, they miss OTAs, but you're, like, not too worried about that because it's a veteran. Th- those kinds of guys, you can still spend that money on something or spend it on extensions for your own youngsters that you're excited about. Um, so... They're going to have to do that because if they don't, they're eating completely untenable cap hits because of all that prorated signing bonus. Too much of Russell Wilson's contract is tied up in signing bonus for a trade to actually give the Broncos significant cap relief. It gives them 17 more million than they would have if they cut him, and that's it. And when we're talking about, you know, an $80 million dead cap hit or a $60 million dead cap hit, like, oh my God, whatever. (laughs) It's still impossible. Uh, so to trade Russell Wilson, the other thing is the team trading for Russell Wilson gets him for 17 mil. That's his base salary. And he doesn't have a dime of guaranteed money beyond that. That 17 mil is guaranteed, but everything else on his contract, the remaining, what is this even? It's like $120 million is not guaranteed at all. So the Vikings could trade for him, have one year of Russell Wilson at a $17 million cap hit and cut him for no additional cost. No dead money. Um, That might be the most attractive part of this is that he comes like pretty cheap and there's not a lot he couldn't do about that except for say no to the trade. And and again, the no trade clause puts a sort of a wrench in all of this because he can say, I won't accept that trade unless you redo my contract so that I have more than, you know, one year at, at a very cheap salary. You know, I want two or three years. I want a little bit of security and I have the leverage to basically force that onto the situation. So he probably gets a new contract that at least pays him $17 million this year. And then it's not unlike whatever you would negotiate with him if he were a free agent. The cost of Russell Wilson, if he is traded or if he's cut, is probably going to be the same for his new team. It's just a matter of how this works for the Broncos. But the other wrench in this is that you can't declare a post-June cut for a trade like you can for a cut. You, you can't say, I trade you post-June, but we actually didn't. And you can kind of understand why, right? Like, I could trade you a third-round pick and declare it post-June. Do I still get that third-round pick for the draft? That hasn't happened yet. Or do I have to do the NBA thing where I draft a player, but really it's the Broncos telling me who they want me to draft, and then that player's going to go there, and well, how does a cap deal with it? It just doesn't work, right? So you, you physically have to wait until June 1st, which means for that trade to process, the Broncos have to wait for all of free agency to shake out. Which means wherever Kirk Cousins goes, that gets decided first. 
then they have to wait for the entire draft to shake out. So anybody who gets Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whatever your favorite quarterback is, that team is out of the sweepstakes, right? So who it's it's basically the Broncos negotiating with whoever the odd man out is at the end of all of this, which could be the Vikings. Um, but it could also be the Raiders. It could be the Falcons. It could be a bunch of teams, right? It could be a team uh, like the Steelers that probably want another quarterback, but now they're, you know, they're picking in the 20s. Maybe it's them. Um, whoever it is, they will have to be the odd man out at the end of June, and then the Broncos have to negotiate with them, and that's a way different negotiating depart, uh, negotiating environment, which puts that team in a bit more of a desperate situation. Imagine if the Vikings let Kirk Cousins go, and then all the quarterbacks they like go one, two, three, and then they're like, crap, I guess let's just pick an edge rusher. And maybe we'll pick somebody in the third round that's like only semi-serious. And I guess we'll go into the season with that. I don't think you get to go to the Broncos and say, please give me Russell Wilson and some draft picks. <laughs> and those draft picks will be weirder to negotiate with because they'd be 2025 draft picks because we will already have been past the 2024 draft. So the timeline on a trade is really, really, really difficult. Personally, I think Florio is is right here. What What he is positing is the more sensible option post June, cut him eat 35. And then I think it's 38 million of dead cap in 2024 and then 2025. And then you're past it. And you just call it a black mark and say, look, we did something weird. We're on to the next thing. Um, it's survivable, I guess waiting and trying to trade in an environment. Like what if it's the Steelers that didn't get a quarterback and let's say the Raiders didn't get a quarterback that they like. And Russell Wilson says, nah, I don't want to play for the Steelers or the Raiders. But you have to patch it up now? That's not going to happen. Like, you're just screwed, right? I, I don't think the Broncos wait. I think that they just cut him. And then you can go bring him in in free agency. However that transpires, uh, it only will become relevant to the Vikings after the decision to, Kirk, to sign Kirk Cousins has been declined. Like, only after that is a done deal. Uh, do we even think about this? So we're still a long ways away from it, but you're seeing that rumor because Jeremy Fowler wrote that Russell Wilson maybe was kind of into the Vikings and really no comment about if the Vikings were were interested back. We still don't know anything about that at all. But then that gets picked up by the listicles and the trade websites and the, and the aggregators on Twitter and all of those poison accounts that you're going to see screenshots of on your on your uncle's Facebook page. So be aware. The only thing that was reported is that Russell Wilson kind of thinks Minnesota would be cool. And that's about it. <laughs> this, this is literally, it's a long way to go before anything materializes out of that. There's also this stupid Justin Jefferson thing. I also want to go through and, and figure out where that's coming from and if there's any real, you know, is there some fire where there's smoke, that kind of deal. So we're going to get into that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical and in particular their Jace Case. Stuff happens to you. Even in your own home, you can get a cut. That cut can get infected. That's a fairly common thing, or even stuff like skin infections or UTIs. Like This stuff happens, uh, and it's good to be prepared for it because especially when you're dealing with a bacterial infection, a delay in getting your antibiotic prescription filled, which can happen because you know there was a supply chain issue on the coast or because you just live in a weird spot. It's hard to get that stuff delivered. That can be really dangerous and, and time can be of the essence in those situations. So just be prepared, have those antibiotics on hand. That is what the Jace case is. Five different antibiotics that treat a long list of all kinds of infections that happen pretty commonly and are very easy to treat 
until you let them get out of hand. Then it gets really hard. Don't let it get there. Be prepared and expect the unexpected. Go to jacemedical.com and use code Locked On to get 20 bucks off of your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Offer code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. Let me level with you. This is, uh, this is an episode about a whole bunch of stuff that isn't real. That Russell Wilson thing, that's, that's not real. That's, that's a fraction of a fraction of a report, right? It's just one little aside in, a, in, a, in an article that's about something else. The Jefferson stuff I also don't think is real. So you might have seen it. Like I've seen people be like, why is everyone talking about trading Justin Jefferson? I know Score North did an episode on it, and they, they'll just do an episode that's just like, here's our topic of conversation, not trying to report anything. Um, and maybe that got a conversation going. But I think it stems from a Bleacher Report listicle. Yeah, we're really in the high mark of uh, sports-related media right now. A Bleacher Report listicle about trade destinations that proposed a trade of Justin Jefferson to the Cardinals for pick four, a first-rounder next year, and then like a fourth or something like that. Um, However you feel about that, which, by the way, no. Uh, Justin Jefferson, if you're drafting a quarterback because you're trading up to four, Justin Jefferson should be a part of that. Having a guy like that is so good for the guy's development. And you're just always going to get more out of Justin Jefferson than you will out of draft picks. Draft picks can bust. Justin Jefferson cannot. You you need like four first round picks before that starts to that, that value there starts to even out. Um, I don't think I have to tell you that though. Uh, that Justin Jefferson should, I mean, nobody trades their best player in their prime and like is happy about it, right? That only happens if Justin Jefferson is like mad and wants out and it's a, you know, terrible situation, which we have every indication that it's not. I've spoken about that at length before. But either way, that was the the listicle. And that came from, that idea came from uh, a Pioneer Press article from last week, late last week from Charlie Walters who wrote a column, not a report, super different thing with super different standards, a column, not a report about trading Justin Jefferson being the right move for the Vikings. I don't agree with the article at all. I don't agree with the column at all, but he gets to write whatever he wants, right? Um, But the language of it is very, very important, right? It's all, well, it could be advantageous and they are able to do this and maybe this is what happens. This could be the best option, right? Uh, very important language when you write for a newspaper to be very speculative and all of it is coulds and woulds and maybes. Uh, and that's really important because Charlie Walters is not reporting. He is opining, which is, it is an opinion column, but it's just a dude's opinion. Uh, agree with it or don't how you want. That's the point of media. I think that is what sort of got everybody talking about it. And then everybody gets to get their headline and get their talk out out about it, right? I'm doing it too. Um, But we have to put our like media literacy hats on, especially when it comes to columnists, columnists in, in newspapers, because sometimes columnists do have actual journalistic sources that tell them things. But sometimes they're not allowed to share those things. You know, you say you're, it's it's just your friend in the organization, right? Because you've been covering the team for 20 years. You make some pals and they'll say, hey, you know, this is we're just we're discussing this or maybe this is happening, blah, blah, blah. Um, but hey, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. And sometimes that will manifest into like an opinion article about, hey, this could be an idea that could maybe happen. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This has been a thing sometimes. 
Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It's just the way that that sometimes these columns, you know, oh, wow, that'd be a really interesting idea for an article. I won't say that I'm saying it's happening or anything like that, but I'll just do a coulda, shoulda, woulda article and, and that'll be my thing for the week. Um, and I think it's just really important to understand that we can never have any idea why that it, when that is happening or if it's this time or not. We just don't get, we can't ever know. And so for those columnists or for people who want to kind of, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge and say this could happen as a way of reporting it without getting in trouble, we can't, ta- like, I can't take that to the bank, right? I can't use that. So I have no choice but to look at Justin Jefferson's situation absolutely no differently than I did the day after I found out that he wasn't going to sign a contract in August. Which, I remind you, and I will every single time, and I'm sorry if that's annoying, the Vikings said no to a contract. Justin Jefferson did not say no to a contract. Justin Jefferson and his camp proposed a contract, and the Vikings said, we want to keep negotiating after the season. That is the nature of the situation as reported by, I believe, Ben Gessling, who actually reported it, who said, sources told me this, this is the situation, per the journalism work that I did. Not wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe this is, maybe this isn't, and I can't be held liable if it does or doesn't happen. So be really careful about where information is coming from. If you, I, It's super tempting to just see a headline and run with it, right? And especially if you're a content creator, like see a headline, go get your, your own headline out of it. That's fine. That's the game. But for us consuming media, understand when people are reporting and when people are opining and you will get your hopes up and down way less. You will get be confused way less. You will have a way calmer sense of what is going on in the Vikings organization. And a little bit of patience never hurt anybody, right? We don't get to know what happens with Kirk Cousins until two months from now. Two whole months before we get an answer here. So I wouldn't be uh, F5-ing a lot unless you've got a lot of stamina in your fingers, which I don't want to know anymore about. All right, uh, this is getting off the rails. I will see you guys all tomorrow. And as always, skull.